My name is Zachary Siegel, and I'm 17 years old. My mission is to help young people all over the world discover their true passions. This is my story. One of the largest problems in our world right now is educational inequality. By starting the Youth Passion Project, we're at least trying to chip away at that in the best way possible. Hey, I'm Danny Washington, and welcome to The Genius Generation, the podcast about young people who are changing our world in big ways. On this week's show, my guest is Zach Siegel. Zach is the founder of an organization called The Youth Passion Project, which offers free online classes taught by high school students. But these aren't just any old classes. From video game design and cryptography to poetry and creative writing to Rubik's Cube solving and Bollywood dance, They've got something for everyone. Zach, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to talk about the Youth Passion Project. What is it all about? The Youth Passion Project is an organization that provides a platform for high school students to teach courses and topics that they're passionate about to elementary and middle school learners. We offer basically free courses. Any students can sign up for free, things that they're interested about. We have subjects like video game design, introduction to philosophy, topics that wouldn't uh, commonly be found in schools. Take it with our program. Nice. So what's the problem that you're trying to solve? We originally started Youth Passion Project at the beginning of the pandemic. We noticed that there was a lot more free time that people had on their hands, with school moving online, and also it was harder to find opportunities for social interaction. So I figured I could bridge these two problems together by founding this organization. So it allows the community to connect with each other because our classes are taught live over Zoom. And also with this extra free time, it allows people to learn new things uh, that they're passionate about. I really like that you're filling this gap. My heart goes out to everyone who lost a loved one, but also my heart definitely goes out to all of the K through 12 students who had to deal with not being able to see their friends or to be able to participate in hobbies with other young people. Is that one of the reasons why you created the Youth Passion Project? Yeah, and that's, that's definitely a large reason. A lot of the people who originally signed up for classes were friend groups who just wanted activities to do with each other. In addition to being a sort of educational program, our goal was to allow for a lot more socialization with friends who wouldn't otherwise be able to interact as much. Let's go back in time a little bit when you were younger. What made you interested in science in the first place? When I was really young, I think I was in first grade, I saw my dad coding. To me, it looked like it was a foreign language. I, I had no idea what he was doing. He found uh, this programming language called Scratch. It's where you can drag and drop blocks to make code. Through that, I, I really learned how to code primarily on my own. But looking back, I realized how much I would have benefited from having other people to help teach me and inspire me. And I didn't really know a high school student at the time because you know, I was in elementary school. So that was another one of the motivations that went into starting this project, to be the mentor for someone that really I never had. I hope can inspire more kids to get into subjects that they're really passionate about or be able to discover new passions that they want to pursue. Definitely. I have to say the name of your project really resonated with me because when I was growing up, my mom and my dad both individually encouraged me to follow my passion. That was like their line to me. <laughs> no matter what I was learning in school, it was always about what is your passion? What do you love? And so I just wanted to let you know that I really like the name. And I'm curious, how did you get the organization off the ground? We started really small and worked our way up. The first people that I reached out to were some of my uh, close friends who I knew had a diverse set of passions. Some of the people that started the program were musicians, artists. 
And I myself was more interested in the science side and, and, and coding. Being able to have this core group of friends who I knew were A, very passionate about certain subjects, but also B, were really smart and had the ability to get this organization rolling. How do you get the word out and get more students to sign up? Yeah, in the beginning, that was definitely the most difficult challenge we had, publicity. A lot of the instructors were able to reach out to their siblings uh, and friends who were able to spread the word. We reached out to a lot of local newspapers and Facebook groups in our communities. Being able to have a, a little story run in our town newspaper really helped a lot with the publicity. And also parents were very helpful. I couldn't even tell you how many Facebook mom groups I'm in, even though I'm not a mom. In order to do some outreach, that was a large publicity boost. Shout out to all the moms out there who helped to spread the word for you guys. So along the way, it's been a really rapid 12-month period where you've grown this organization. What kind of skills have you had to learn, new skills, that helped you overcome some of those challenges? When I came into this, I always thought of myself as like, I like to solve algorithmic problems, whether it's a coding challenge, a math problem, something like that. The Youth Passion Project was a whole different type of problem. Largely, it was it had to do with people because... Well, we had to manage a large team of instructors, focus on recruitment, but also the interactions that we had with our you know, parents in you know, our community. So largely what I've learned is shifting the type of problem solving that I'm used to from solving sort of algorithmic problems to more people-oriented problems. And it's been a large challenge for me, but I think it's something that's very valuable. And in fact, one of the, I think, my favorite parts about running the Youth Passion Project is the fact that I get to teach my own course. It's very easy when um, just working on the administrative side and managing things to lose sight of what's really happening and why did I start this organization to begin with. So I think my favorite times have been, you know, when I'm really sitting down with a bunch of younger students, either in elementary school, teaching them coding and how to use Scratch. Those have definitely been some of my favorite experiences on the project as well. Yeah, managing people is never easy. It takes a lot of soft skills uh, that you only learn through experience to be able to handle. It looks like because of your success so far that you're doing a pretty great job. So congrats on that. How has the Youth Passion Project grown and evolved since you began? When we started in in Scarsdale, Westchester, my uh, county, we didn't really have the luxury of choosing where we wanted to expand because we weren't really established anywhere. But now that our organization is growing, we've been thinking a lot more deliberately about the communities that we are expanding to. And since our mission is to offer free online classes, we're, we're trying to expand into lower income communities, people that could benefit from having these opportunities to take classes on Zoom for free. Speaking of expansion, you guys have a lot of different options as far as classes are concerned. Can you tell me some of your favorites? No matter what you're interested in, we like to think we have something to offer to you. We have a plant-based cooking class. So for people interested in wanting to learn more about sustainable cooking, we have a Dungeons and Dragons course. A cool course we have is a geography course. So for people interested in learning more about where various regions are in the world and the cultures within those regions, that's an option. So we're trying to always expand our course uh, offerings to appeal to as many people as possible. Some of my favorites include the Bollywood dance class. I would love to learn how to do that. What about like Rubik's Cube solving? What? <laughs> That's so amazing. Can I sign up? Our, our classes are for uh, elementary and middle school students, but... <laughs> oh, they sound fun nonetheless. So who writes the curriculum? So we write all of our curriculums completely uh, in-house. All instructors partake in a, a whole training program where they learn how to write good curriculums, what components are in a good curriculum, how do you manage a class. Since a lot of the passions that people have are so niche, it's not like we could find a curriculum and use it. We don't think it would be as genuine as to what the instructor really wants to teach. So we really you know, value having this freedom for our instructors to choose what they want to teach 
And then all of the instructors will submit the curriculum to the administration for review. We'll give them feedback, edits, suggestions. And then once that's all good, they basically start teaching their course. Wow. So what impact have you guys had so far with the Youth Fashion Project? Do you have any numbers that you can share? We've been expanding a lot. We've had over 2,000 student signups throughout our history. We've had hundreds of instructors as a part of our program. I believe it's over 200 at this point. We're expanding internationally. When the project started, it was really within our, our small town, and that's where all of the students and teachers were from. But we've been working really hard to expand. We're opening international chapters, in fact. Our next chapter is planned in Tokyo, so we're working on opening one there right now. For the first class that I ever taught, almost all of the kids were from my town of Scarsdale. But I'm teaching actually the same class now, about half a year later, and none of my kids are from Scarsdale. So how does it feel, Zach, to see that type of impact? It feels really good, especially when I am the one who is teaching the class. A lot, most of our administration, in fact, has also is either teaching a class or has in the past taught some sort of class because I think that's really the best way that you can you know, feel a connection with the work that you're doing. Because being able to log on every Monday and Wednesday at 6 p.m. and see the, the eight students that I have in my video game design class. It's really so valuable to see how happy they are. And we just had our last class a few weeks ago. Everyone was really sad to leave. Those were the most heartfelt moments that I had when you really see the impact that you're having to the actual kids themselves. So Zach, what are some of your goals for the future of the Youth Passion Project and how do you hope to accomplish them? We really pride ourselves on being a completely youth-led organization. So every member of the leadership team is currently in high school and we want to keep it that way. So something that I've been working on a lot in the past few months and the rest of our team is recruiting a whole new set of leaders for next year who will be able to take over from new instructors to new chapter presidents to you know no, new people on the administration. We spent a lot of our time and effort conducting interviews and just trying to find you know, next year's team. We think that by having young students in the leadership, we're only a, a few years out and being able to be the best teachers, to be the mentors for the younger kids, we try at least to understand what they're going through because we are really close to their age level. That's a really important part of our mission. Okay, so big question. If there was one thing you could change about the world, what would it be? One of the largest problems in our world right now is educational inequality. There's so many countries where it's harder to get access to education at all or good levels of education. And so many of the problems that we're experiencing are, are really due to you know, people maybe not having access to good work because they don't have as much of an education, even if someone is really smart and really qualified. And if I could change any one problem, that's probably what I'd try and change. And by starting the Youth Passion Project, we're at least trying to chip away at that in the best way possible. Great answer. Zach, I know you're getting ready to graduate high school and it's an exciting new chapter of your life, but just wanted to say thanks for creating this amazing program. If I was an elementary student, I definitely would join. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us today on The Genius Generation. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Genius Generation. If you want to learn more about Zach's organization and maybe even sign up for a class yourself, go to youthpassionproject.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate and subscribe. The Genius Generation is a podcast created by Seeker and Tracks. The show is hosted by me, Danny Washington. Emily Feld and Evan Hall are our producers. Caroline Roth, Brian C. Magala, and Matt Morales are our Seeker producers. Our editor and sound designer is John Pappas. Our executive producers are Brett Kushner, Michelle Smalley, and Brian Pendergast. Our PA is Navani Otero. Thanks for listening. Funding for the Genius Generation comes from the Arthur Vining Davis Foundations, investing in our common future.
How do we create change that lasts? True transformation happens by changing the system, not just the situation. It's a bit like the difference between saving a tree and creating a new sustainable way of doing forestry. Ashoka is a global community of thousands of changemakers who are committed to making systemic change and empowering others to do the same. We get it. Changing systems sounds intimidating, but there's nothing to fear. Join Ashoka for a three-part learning journey to uncover issues you care about, identify the root causes, and start building a solution. Learn more by visiting changemaking.net or check out the link in the show notes. Support for Tracks comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This is Tracks from PRX.